You are currently listening to a Suffolk Free Radio podcast. The views and opinions expressed on Daily Renaissance are the views and opinions of the show personalities only and do not reflect those of Suffolk University, Suffolk Free Radio, or those at the Student Leadership and Involvement Office. Adult language may be used, so listener discretion is advised. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Daily Renaissance. My name is Anya Marengo, and this week is a little bit different than the other week's. This week is doubling as both my poetry and activism project, as well as my weekly podcast. Very sorry I couldn't get on last week. It's been a bit of a stressful couple of weeks, but you know what? Keep on keeping on. Um, My four guests today, I know, four guests, are going to be Fatu, Celia, Sarah, and Elisa, and they're going to be joining me in a little bit. I just kind of wanted to brief everybody on what to expect for this podcast. So basically, for our project, we decided to talk about the aftermath of COVID-19 and kind of do like a a reflection three years later, because that's where we're at. We're, We're three years later, which is crazy. Time flies, but it also feels like it's been longer. I don't know. I can't really decide when it comes to that much, but We just wanted to talk about like how mentally we've changed since then, physically, um, just all the all the things in between. And we wanted to express that through poetry. So we've prepared two poems to kind of help us guide our discussion today and just kind of have you guys reflect on where you were now versus where you were then in any way that you know, that time period has affected you because a lot of us were really down and out during COVID. And on the opposite side, a lot of us perked up. I mean, we started watching Chloe Ting YouTube videos and getting in tip-top shape and making whipped coffee and just a bunch of crazy stuff surfaced because the internet was our our way to communicate. I mean, we can talk to our families, but how many conversations can you have with your mom about the weather every day? I mean, you're going to run out of topics. So we had the internet, we had like our phones, and we had each other. So today, the five of us really just want to break down that experience and kind of poetically explain it. So my guests have finally arrived, and they're so eager to talk to you about the stuff that we've been talking about in class recently, which is our projects and how we've decided to do the aftermath of COVID three years later. Fatu and Elisa have prepared poems, and we're going to kick it off with Fatu reading her poem called Reflection Pool. So take it away, Fatu. As anger scorches our insides, protest signs bloom around the title Bessent. The peppered crowd gathers. Newfound brothers and sisters hold each other in their grief, in their anger, in their sadness, in their hope. Chanting mantras, singing songs, sharing poems, drowning out incessant violence. What a lovely sight, where it all started and where it will always find itself. So give us a little background on that. Uh, yeah, so this is mostly about my experience of like being in D.C. and living in D.C. during the protests and at the height of COVID and feeling pretty uh, like frustrated, obviously, about everything that was going on. 
but being unable to participate in the protests or just being active in general. Um, because my sister is immunocompromised, I couldn't really like go out there and risk uh, my sister's health. So it's just about like cheering people on uh, from the sidelines and yeah. So I think we can all agree that mentally COVID was a huge challenge. And I kind of want to like hear like some of our individual experiences because I was hella depressed. I don't know about y'all, <laughs> but I'd love to hear it. So I'll let Celia start off. Me, I would say like social anxiety. Like I was like so scared to go outside and I still am. Like if even like three years after. Yeah, and like anxiety, like anxiety, like fear now. I know, <laughs> I know with me personally, I was very depressed, <laughs> I was very depressed, very anxious 24-7, and it wasn't even about COVID, I think it was more of the fact that I couldn't see the people I was used to seeing on a daily basis, so even, even family, like I was stuck in the house with people I don't necessarily get along with, and I was stuck in the house with them for a very long time, and there was no real escape, and I had no real time alone considering I shared a room with my mother so <laughs> didn't have any privacy or any time to really be alone so wanting to be alone and then feeling lonely was just not very fun yeah. I feel like for me COVID was very like two-sided because I also felt like alone and I was trapped in a house and at the time this was when my grandma like first got diagnosed with like liver cancer and cirrhosis. So being in, stuck in the house where everyone was kind of like angry and upset really put me in like a depressive state. But also at the same time, COVID was around, um, around the time where I started like developing like interests, like especially like for film and stuff. So yeah, I don't know. I think if, I, if COVID wouldn't have happened, I'd probably be doing like psychology or something like that, which I'm interested in it. <laughs> okay, don't look at me like that. I'm interested in it, but I feel like I just developed more passions like throughout COVID too. Sarah will be directing our promotional video. <laughs> so huge shout out to director Garcia. She's coming in hot <laughs> with I'll the next <laughs> new film. I'll be analyzing everybody's depression states. <laughs> this entire thing. Because I am choosing psychology, Sarah. So now we're heading into Elisa's poem. <laughs> so what's the title? So my poem is called Loneliness, because that's how I felt. Um, okay. So I said, COVID has affected us all. The barriers we had to cross over, the mental health struggles, the relationship struggles, and the struggles within ourselves. We've adapted like children in a new environment, but had the same fear that a child fear that a child feels when their parent steps away from their side for one second. The worry and sometimes shame that comes with COVID dug deep like a knife. Long, lonely hours in your room staring at the wall, longing for human interaction or human connection. Face-to-face -face contact was taken away from us, infected not only physically but mentally. Growth was hard to deal with when you were worried on which shoe was going to drop next as we sat by the TV listening to the news every day. We listen as the world falls apart in front of our eyes, never knowing what's going to happen next. The darkness of not only the world being isolated, but you being isolated from everyone you love. The heartbreaking truth is we lost a lot of loved ones. We lost pieces of ourselves, and we lost our freedom. But we now have the chance to rise and overcome it all, 
three years later and we're still going strong. Three years later and we'll still we're still rebuilding everything we lost. Three years later and we're infinite. Um, I wrote my poem on loneliness <laughs> and how it felt not only physically, because physically nobody was alone, like you were stuck in the house with however many people you live with, but mentally you felt really alone because you were by yourself, you were stuck with the same people who you see every single day. And sometimes those people that you see every single day don't understand how you feel on a daily basis. So having to be with those people and them diminishing your mental health is was not a very fun experience, especially for me. I know the people I lived with are not very big on mental health. They don't believe in it. They think, like, I'm just crazy. They think I'm crazy or they just think I'm uh, emotional. But when it came to my mental health, it was probably the worst during COVID because of that and having to be told every day that, like, me being lonely was, like, basically, like, a bunch of crap. Like, it didn't mean anything. Which is crazy looking back because how can you say you're not lonely when you're literally alone? Mm -hmm. And I feel like the whole idea of, like, quarantine just kind of put a dark cloud over everyone. And there's just, like so much sadness because like on the news every day it was like and more people have died have a great day in your house (laughs) every business is closing down all like small businesses suffered the only thing that may have been good was gas prices am i right ladies (laughs) gas prices back gas prices back home they got me good we used back in pennsylvania gas prices were about average 350 by the first week of covid they were up to like 435 that's crazy because i'm from new hampshire and they were 199 a gallon what, what the hell is this crazy like yes, yes. Yeah, that is really <laughs> yeah. i apparently wish gas was one apparently $1? <laughs> like i would have been driving every day to get out of the house apparently <laughs> i've had a niche experience yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i very much thought that was like nationwide but no I mean, and that just shows, like, everyone's experience was so different. And do any of you, I mean, you live in D.C., but you don't live in, like, the, like, metropolitan area, right? No, I live, like, I live about 15 minutes out of D.C. So does anyone in here live in, like, a metropolitan area? No. No, okay, so so. were you all experiencing, like, the looming trees just everywhere, like, so (laughs) awful? Like, you felt like you were stuck in the middle of the woods? Or is it, was it just me? Well, my house kind of is near a woods, but there were no trees. So it was the wooded area, but it was just a bunch of, like, burnt-down trees. Like, there's no leaves, just sticks and twigs everywhere, and that's about it. Yeah, they, they say that nature is healing, but let me tell you, when it's all you see everywhere for, like, four months, it's... It's taunting. It is maddening. That's a good word for it. (laughs) So, does anyone have, like, a distinctive experience that, like, happened to them during COVID? Like, you remember all those trends that were going around? I fell into every single one of them. Who made whipped coffee? Who made whipped coffee? I did, and it came out absolutely (laughs) terribly. Did y'all ever do did y'all ever do like the matcha? Like, did y'all ever have that like phase? Matcha yeah. tastes like grass. I know. Okay, I know. Celia's I know. agreeing with me. I 
The mic's not on her, but she's agreeing with me. <laughs> I just want to make that known. Who else agrees with me? Grass? No. I personally I don't do like matcha, matcha, but I don't think it tastes like grass. Okay. I just don't like no, the way it tastes. You're wild for that. <laughs> I think it's good from like certain places, like very specific I'll accept that. Placement. Best matcha, please. Nah, I can't name one here. Exactly. <laughs> I can't name one here. I was going to say, you drink. Not in Boston. <laughs> Don't come to Boston for matcha. I would, I would say Pavement has some pretty good matcha. So. Oh, I've yeah. heard of Pavement. They're pretty good. Yeah, it's very smooth. I like it. So So did was matcha a big thing during COVID? I don't necessarily remember that much, but it, did it become... Oh, wait, actually, no. Yeah. Now I'm remembering. It did become yeah, more it popular. Did. I think mostly, like, drinks in general that people were making yeah. or, like, those aesthetic, uh, like, colorful yeah. drinks that people would make and, like, layer them. I think that's what kind of became a trend. As, like, what Sarah was saying, a lot of people developed a lot of hobbies and interests that kind of kick-started their own careers or, I don't know, small businesses during COVID. So I think that's like the only upside in that sense. Like people really discovered what they wanted to do and what they didn't want to do. Yeah, I would say most of my hobbies consisted in sitting in my room and doing nothing. Same. I didn't really have I, I didn't really have many hobbies. Didn't really have many hobbies other than rewatching every single movie I've ever seen. And then eventually, when yeah. COVID started to get a little less, like we were able to go outside. That's when I got most of my tattoos. <laughs> was oh, the beginning of COVID, because I had nothing else to do but spend money, because I wasn't allowed to go anywhere, so money was spent. <laughs> so tying this all back to like kind of the purpose of our project, like, how would you like if you could use like two words, or we'll do three words to describe like your journey from like then to now, in kind of like a poetic sense. Like, what three words would you use? Mm. Chaotic. Um, that's hard. Because I, like, I feel like everybody wants to steer towards the, like, easier terms. Like, difficult, tragic for some. Like, I would say for me it was de definitely chaotic. Um, it was definitely an experiment not even personally, but socially. I feel like I did change a lot socially. And I would say depressing, <laughs> like pretty much, that's it. Um, okay, I would, say, I would say suffocating, I would say real, and then I would say, ooh, got me there on the last one. It's, it's <laughs> the revisited part that gets me. Um, do you have one? Do you have three? Okay, okay. Yeah. I'll think about it. I think I would say growth, uh, hurtful, and patient. Because I feel like I had to, especially with my friends, like my friend group really shrunk out of nowhere. And kind of having to reconcile with that. And just in general, it hurts when you drift apart, especially after being friends for so long. But you learn from it. And I think I've become more patient. Same. I would say like alone anxiety and I don't know uh, I would say TikTok because I watch a lot because <laughs> I, I watch a lot of TikTok so yeah okay I got mine I would say lastly I would say I guess like independent I think COVID has taught me how to be independent because 
you know, you're trapped in your room, like, all alone, like, you're talking to yourself, like, <laughs> practicing those scenarios, like, yeah, you learn how to be, like, you're, like you said, like, your only friend. Was definitely my only friend throughout COVID. I lost every single friend that I had <laughs> during COVID. I kept one friend, and I recently dropped her like three weeks ago. So we're circling back to the COVID circle of no friends again. But it's okay. It, yeah, that is my growth. <laughs> my growth is having no friends. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay because through that, I did make, I did make better friends searching college and my time because I had nothing else to do so I was searching for colleges because I started really early so I found colleges and now I do have friends I just can't take them home with me which sucks I would say that my three words are cold and not even in a physical sense but just like um like I don't know I just felt like you know how when you're cold it's like just like this like feeling that just like clenches up inside you and you just like to keep to keep yourself warm you have to like clench like that's kind of what it felt like yeah Yeah. I would say quiet Mm -hmm. like it was just the world was silent like Mm -hmm. I recently watched a TikTok showing like cities during like one week after like the official like nationwide quarantine happened and like the cities like it's it's terrifying Mm -hmm. and then this part's a promo. I would say it was a renaissance <laughs> because the amount of movements and like just different like social awareness groups and just like the support of one another completely like magnified and was it grew at an exponential rate. People realized, and we've talked about this in poetry class, like, if I have a chance of, like, not living long and, like, I'm going to die anyway, I might as well say what they have to say. So all the movements, they got out on the street and they said things. And some, yeah, some really shitty stuff has happened since then. Like, right, Roe v. Wade being overturned. I have a question. Did you guys have protests going on, like, near your houses mm-hmm. during COVID. I had one right outside of my house, wow. which is weird because I don't live on a main street. I live like in like just like a normal like a neighbor, like a normal neighborhood. So when I saw the protests, they were coming down my street. And did any of you go to any of the protests? I went to one in Center City because it was near my, it was like a half hour away from my house near my old house. So I went to Center City. And I don't know if y'all saw on the news, Philadelphia was put on the news for the protests because they completely blocked Center City. They blocked the I-95. They wouldn't let people on the highway. Cars were being blocked to the point where police came out and they just blocked the highways from people going on them. I remember one protest that I was going to go to and then I got scheduled at work. (laughs) Like, what? I got scheduled at work during COVID. I was like, okay, like, Sure. I guess. I guess I'm not going. <laughs> but like, Lisa was just saying, like these like protests and people speaking up were just magnified like crazy, mm-hmm. and everyone had reached a point where they were like, "Fuck it!" Like I'm gonna say what I'm mm-hmm. gonna say, and I want it to be heard. And with that said, we wanted to thank everyone for listening because. 
this this project was like kind of tough like we had to like get in touch with some like really dramatic emotional states and it's like hard to talk about those things we don't want to talk about those things because they're three years in the past and reliving them is hard but sometimes to be able to get over things you have to fight your demons you have to confront them so that's what we're doing and that's what we hope that you can do from listening to us so a big thank you to all my guests and all my helpers today say goodbye goodbye thank you guys i'll see y'all next week bye bye